Hello there and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities, a church in eastern Washington. My name is Brent. With me is my friend Mallory. Hello. And she is back from another vacation <laughs> in the wild, wild wilderness. Vacation with children. That so is. Well, you know. That's why today I was like, Alex, come get the kids so I can go sit by myself and do a podcast. We're recording this on a Thursday, <laughs> yeah. which is unique. Uh, we, it was a Monday holiday, which throws the week off anyways, and then she was out mm-hmm. of town. And so we usually film on or record on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. So this is as far, this is literally, this is the, my Friday. So I know you guys were all waiting. Well, here's the thing, though. This is as far away as it gets from oh, me yes. from the message that mm-hmm. I talked about. And my sermon prep for my next and message you is next like message. 80% done. <laughs> so my mind yes. is, and it's a brand new series. It's not even the same yes. series. So I had to like like open up my Go old file and be like, oh, man, sermon. this was a long time ago. What, are we, what did we talk about? And I listened on Dropbox. So I apologize mm-hmm. if it's, uh, you know, short in that regard. Right. Um, but that's all right. Uh, we, uh, we are here in like middle of February. It's like, mm-hmm. like nice outside, but like not nice. Still it's cold. Still cold. Actually, that's what it was like in Lovemorth. We're like, it's beautiful. And then we put the kids in the stroller and we're like, it's freezing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like super nice out, but still like, okay, I need gloves and cold and it's, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, happening in the world, uh, democratic debate last night in yes. Vegas, which was exciting as well as the coronavirus seems to be on the downturn. Did you know <sighs> that Aaron... Kerr's mother yes. yeah. is on one of the cruise ships. Somebody right. who attends here yes. wrote on a prayer request card, hey, pray for my mom. This is a couple weeks okay, ago. Okay, and I had I knew it was them just because I knew she is our realtor um, when oh, we really? bought our house. Yeah, oh, she is our realtor through Matt. Like, yeah. I knew Matt, and so I said, hey, your mom's a realtor. And so um, she sold us our house, or sold our house, and then got us our house. Um, Aaron's our team captain for kids check-in, so it's not like... Yeah, and they finally like posted she, it on... Oh, we know, I like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, craziness. It seems like she's on the one that's not as not as bad. Yeah, yeah. Not the one that they just evacuated from Japan. Yes. I don't. I can't remember where she's at now. But it, but like like they she put Aaron posted a picture yesterday with her in a drink. She has a drink in her <laughs> she's hand. She's on the railing of the ship with a drink <laughs> in her <laughs> hand. Like, hey, just come get me whenever. Have you been on the cruise before? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I I was uh, talking about it last uh, yesterday with Kylie and and we were laughing because. Um, I showed her the picture and I mm-hmm. said, Aaron's comment was, of course, my mom is the only one with the drink in her hands. Yeah. And I made it some stupid, is it a Corona drink, you know, Corona yeah. <laughs> joke or something dumb like that. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and Kylie goes, can you imagine like no. being on a ship and, uh, usually by the seventh day, cause we've gone on cruises that are like mm-hmm. seven, six, seven, eight days, something like mm-hmm. that. You're like, get me off this thing. Yes. Like I'm, it's like the seasick. It's like the gratuitous food. The food, food. Start tasty, yeah, starts all tasting like, the same. The first day you're there, you're like, this food is amazing. Yeah. Like the sixth day, you're like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just ready right. for something that's a little different. Um, and she's like, I, that would be, that would be pure hell for me. And I said, yeah, interesting because we have a friend who we vacation with together. His name's Matt. And, uh, I said, I think this would be Matt's dream to be stuck on a cruise no. ship where you have no, like, I can't go home. I can't go to the office. I can't do anything. Like I right. literally. They've been got Like there's some people that have been like a month away from work. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Like work's yeah. like um, we're giving your job away. I guess. <laughs> I, but what can, I can. I don't even know how that works. When we went on a cruise, we did a three day cruise with my grandma and my aunt and my mom and sister. And my aunt is like a germaphobe. Like we yeah. had to convince her to go on this cruise. And she got sick one of the days. And she knew. She's like, don't act sick. You don't. Because they'll quarantine you. Yeah. Even before all of this stuff, they're very careful about 
if someone's they sick, don't want it to spread, then yeah. they will quarantine you. Yeah. And of course, she got sick. She got some like stomach flu for one of the days, and she was like meticulous about not making it look like she was sick. And but then she was better than is Alex day. a cruiser? No, he's he. We actually just talked about this too. He had been on one with his cousin a long time. It was like a singles cruise when he was like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, okay. his. Uh, <laughs> His cousin owns a bar in Reno, and it was like a promotional, like, hey, you guys can, if you sell our beer, right. you can go on this, whatever. And so that was the only one he's been on. He, so I, he selected Alex. Yeah, and it was a three day. He's like, I don't think I could do How any romantic. farther. Right? The heart tub shaped, <laughs> uh, heart shaped hot tub right. in, their, in their suite. <laughs> oh no! So I, I've done a seven day, and he's done a three day. But I went on mm. a uh, a cruise like that once with my buddy Ryan Snyder. Yeah, um, out <laughs> to the Bahamas. It was a three day cruise out of Florida. And it was terrible. It was a yeah. tro- it was my first cruise, and I was like, "This is so dumb." And we, I remember vividly. <laughs> I remember we were out, and it was one of those cruise lines where, like, you know, the pictures are great, but the cruise line sucked. Mm-hmm. The food is terrible. Everything was just it was poor. It was just a poorly run. Every All the operation. places you stop. I'm are sure awful. it was like. <laughs> I'm sure it was like twenty nine dollars on Expedia to do this yeah. three day cruise because it was terrible. <laughs> and I, all we remember vividly remember is. It would be like 1030 at night and the whole boat was shut down. Like everybody was old and it was only three <laughs> days. And so they're like, they do these all the time. Like if you live in Florida, it's just like, what are we going to do this weekend? <laughs> Nothing. Let's just go to the Bahamas, I guess, and go like gamble our water in the wine. casino or something like that. <laughs> and so oh, uh, everybody was in bed by 1030. And, and Ryan and I are like, had these high visions of just all night ragers. Right. <laughs> And how old were you? Oh, we were the youngest on that (laughs) ship by an average of 40 years easy. (laughs) And I remember we're on the railing at like 1030 at night and off in the distance, but close enough to see is a carnival ship just having the time of their life. The music was playing. The marimba bands were out. Their steel drums were going. How can we get on that? And we were like, it's so close. (laughs) So those do exist. But I bet your vision of the Bahamas is what they're living now. I cannot imagine still being on those. Yeah. Cruise uh, on those ships. Yeah. Ugh. So oh. hopefully Aaron's mom gets home soon. Yeah. Good good luck, Aaron's mom. I I uh, hope it's quick and. Well, yeah, because then they get home and then they're quarantined for how many days? Whatever, too. Yeah, you know so. where they're at too, right? Somewhere in California. No, I right. think the the ones from Japan. I think with the San Antonio is what I heard. Oh, I thought there was another. No, that doesn't make sense. I, I thought there was a place in California. No, there's one in Seattle. Seattle has it for oh. sure. Is one of the spots. Oh yes, there's yes. only six of them in the in the oh, U.S. Geez. And San Antonio's one, and Chris mm. lives over oh. there. I don't know if he's listening to this. But, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, craziness. Um, speaking of travel, uh, just as a random thing, real quick, my wife and I took our three kids. Well, we have four, but one London already has her passport because we took her to Haiti a few a few years ago. Uh, the kids are traveling this summer. We're doing like a family yeah. trip thing. And because of the IDs and stuff, and they're traveling with the grandparents instead of us, yada, yada, yada. We ended up getting them passports yesterday. I had to go down. Mm-hmm. You ever applied for a passport? No, lost. we need to. I'm, mine's expired. It is. It was horrendous. It was horrible. I know. That's why ours is expired. I've like put it off, put it off, put it off. Yeah. Well, so the renewal process you can do, we can do ours by mail. But theirs was the first time. And the, the people have to Did see Did you have to them. go to like the courthouse? Yes. Franklin okay. County Courthouse. And the kids are running around, <laughs> and the lady's like, please keep your kids contained. No. They need to be in front of me the whole time. And we're like, my kids too. That's impossible. <laughs> and it's taking forever. And the line was, oh. And, and then, like, we brought one check down, and she's like, you really do need three individual checks for no. each of these things. 
And we're like, well, we just waited half an hour in line. And if we drive home and back, you guys close at 3.30. And oh. 3.30. Mallory. They close at 3.30. It was horrible. Oh, man. I, I know it's first world problems. And there are a lot of people who are dealing with coronavirus. And that's right. a lot worse. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. But uh, they, you got them all? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, six to eight weeks, supposedly they mail them. But Oh, man. Oh. You guys are going to this summer, right? Yeah. And yeah. all the kids and your parents. Well, no. So we're Kylie and I decided that we're just going to go to Europe by ourselves. We're going to meet them in California, do a couple of days of Disney. Oh, okay. So originally the kids were going, right? Yeah. And then okay. we looked at the that prices. That was probably and we're a like, great idea. That's not fun. Good idea on your end. That's not fun. Because you're celebrating East. No, 15 years of marriage 15 is, years married, is yeah. this summer. That's and then 10 years of East Lake is, is this fall too. So it's kind of a, a mixed combo both. I mean, but. London would be a good age, but. I don't know. I think it's better when kids are old enough yeah. to understand. Yeah. So, good. Yep, exactly. So, they understand Disney. We just told them about it. They had b- birthdays. Nice. This was birthday week for us. So, Lana just turned uh, so yes, well yes, yes, on Tuesday and the twins uh, over the weekend as well. And so, they found out about the trip and got all their toys and prizes and family stuff. Oh, and cool. Four parties later, we are <laughs> officially on this side of birthdays <laughs> for kids. So, yeah, it's nice. a good, good zone to be in. Nice. But. All right, we finished up a series uh, on Sunday called Greener Pastures. It's uh, basically a series on on hope and and the conclusion uh, of it all. Hopefully, wrapped it all up in a bow for you and talked about again. Finished off that passage of First Corinthians chapter fifteen, uh, where Paul talks about the resurrection of the dead and why it has meaning for us. Jesus is the first fruits, uh, pointing us towards this idea, this big grand idea that Paul comes up with, or not. I, I don't think he comes up with, but he, he reminds these people if. If death isn't the final word for us, and if what you're doing now matters because life has an endpoint, it operates on a continuum, and it's going somewhere and headed somewhere, uh, then that's then should shape how we live. That was the point of, of mm-hmm. week one of having this idea of an eschatology or an end times, an end, a view with the end in mind, and that is the end that Paul is trying to say. That mm-hmm. uh, that there is life beyond this life. That Jesus's life points us to this new thing. That Jesus's uh, one-time event, you know, resurrection, wasn't just a one-time thing. It uh, represented a pattern or placed in front of us uh, a, a new thing that that God is introducing to us. It's pretty a uh, pretty unique thing in that mm-hmm. way. Uh, we uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to draw out while you're thinking of your points. Mm-hmm. Um, number one was uh, a point that I. A statement that I made that I think makes this kind of a bigger, a big thing that I think probably deserved more time and attention, but we did a baptism and communion on Sunday, so I was trying to fly through as much as I could. Um, that history operates on a continuum, uh, not cyclical, repetitive nonsense, but actually headed somewhere intentionally, which is like different. Like that is in a uh, a claim or a statement of Christianity that maybe doesn't resonate with uh, like the, an average take or average person's perception on is this all just kind of randomness or is this sort of a story that has an ending at some mm-hmm. point? And we, I can see, I can see why people would be like, it just feels random because bad things happen to good people, and and mm-hmm. it feels random because, um, you know, I I think it. I think everybody with the idea of uh, climate change and and all of the things goes ah, in someday, right? Right, like the <laughs> Maybe sun burns I out, recycle the, more, everything yeah. gets too hot, the dinosaurs are no mm-hmm. longer here. Like that's going to be true for us. Um, and so you the, you even it's not like ridiculous to be like there's a continuum, it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but from Christianity standpoint, it ends with like this 
God thing and not just like natural things to kind of taking over that it's not mm-hmm. cyclical and repetitive, kind of like, uh, like the Matrix theology, if you could say that. Like that was the point of the whole Matrix trilogy was this thing has happened several times. This is the right. 15th iteration of Neo and there's going to be 20 more after you. So what do you what do you know? What do you care? And it was like, oh, my gosh, is that real about us? Like, right. Have there been all it's kinds of universes and then this is that or whatever. But um uh, one of the stances of that is that this is a continuum. And then the second thing that I wanted to point out is the responsible exercise of hope is this X, accepting the suffering that is involved in the contradiction of reality and setting out towards a promised future. That is, um, that was his takeaway. That is the takeaway of the entire series that I kind of found um, <clears throat> or felt like uh, with all of this is, yes, you're going to go through life. There's going to be contradictions in reality of what you thought it would look like and and what you want it to look like and and a contradiction of how I feel. And yet we set out uh, with uh, hope towards a promise and and different kind of future with that. So anyways, that was uh, my take on it. Any, anything that stood out to you? That's a good summary. And um, the biggest thing that stood out to me was the live options that you talked about at the beginning and kind of throughout it of like, when something happens, we like are like, okay, what is my next option? My next option is I want to get in a different relationship or um, I want this relationship to work or something better to happen. And yeah. I actually, we actually had a friend visit us when we were in Leavenworth yesterday and stuff's just going on in our life and it just honestly just sucks right now. And we're like sitting there and I don't have like, there's like not a like, oh, hopefully this happens. Like it just like really sucks right now. There's not like, a whole lot of like positivity we can throw at her. It's, and you know, she's kind of sitting there looking at our lives and thinking, Oh, this would be nice. Like married two kids, like, you know, and then I, I, when I listen to this day, it's like grass is always greener, greener pastures. That's kind of where I, you know, landed of like the live options. When you, when you see someone struggling, you want to be like, Oh, like fix it. Like this is what could happen. And don't forget about this. Don't forget about this. And like, we would hope and through the series, it's like that you want to flip it that like it's not about the like worldly outcome. It's not about like what could happen. Like hopefully you do resolve the relationship or like get in a different relationship that's healthier. Like we still want those things yeah. and like it's OK to still pray for those things and want those things and work towards those things. But that's like not the end goal. Mm-hmm. And as a religious person and as a Christian, it's hard sometimes to be like. I'm sorry. Like, you know, it, it really does suck. And I, I want to offer you something different than like just a quick solution. Yeah. So, so I have a friend who's trying to buy a house right now and Philip, a friend, another friend, mutual friend is working through Mm -hmm. as the realtor for it. And they, you know, if you've ever bought a house, you know, the the drama that unfolds and making a deal and then counter offers and then inspections. And then, uh, because it's a FHA, there's all kinds of different right. hoops to draw through. And all of a sudden there's like, well, now there's a roof that needs to be done and who pays for that? And how does that work? And does that, and, and right now you're working through, okay, well, if that comes, here's our option, here's what we could do. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like it either does work or it, we've all been in the spot where it's like, Hey, it's just not going to work. Like, right. you know, the, um, I don't know what to tell you. The credit rating's not enough. The mm-hmm. down payment's not enough. The house is too old. It's too this. Like you just, you just have to walk away. The live options are no mm-hmm. longer live anymore. And it sucks to be able to like let that kind of crap go. Cause you're so desperate to like figure out how to make this thing work. Right. And, and it's out of your hands. And, like, it, and then at some point it's like, 
I just have to live with the reality that that's just not going to happen for me, you know. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen, you know, if you <laughs> with to this, this rental. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I hope it does, but uh, but the, like that's just the reality that that life is that kind of throws at us sometimes. But like so. in these situations of like, you know, non um, positive outcomes, the outcome that we didn't want. Like, how can we look at the situation in a way that we're not always looking at the worldly outcome right. and looking at the outcome that. I loved uh, Brent quoted himself and then put uh, no books written. So you quoted the more you trust, the longer you're willing to wait in spite of conflicting evidence. So, um, and then he put Brent Johnson, uh, no books written. (laughs) Right. Cause I, I quoted Jürgen Moltmann, but it was, it was a tough quote. So I tried to re reword it in in a different direction. No, but yeah, go ahead. And maybe that analogy breaks down because right now you could say like, if this house doesn't work out, well, good news for you. There's like, 10,000 homes in Richland, mm-hmm. right? right. <laughs> Whatever those, like, there's definitely, that's still there. But if it, it got down, like, there's going to be periods in life where the thing is not, well, there's just another home. Cause that feels mm-hmm. like greener pastures again. Um, it's like, Hey, you are probably never going to own, a, or, you know, like, I'm right. not saying that, but those, those things could happen or, mm-hmm. Hey, um, there is no cure for this thing. Yeah. Right? Your finance person says, uh, you need like five years of good credit before we can like, yeah. offer you a mortgage. And yeah. you're like five, five years. years feels like okay. I, five years of paying rent again to yeah. somewhere I don't want to live. Like yeah. that's not, <laughs> that's not an answer it's that you hopeful, want. Right? No, no. So yeah. Good. Anything else that, uh, stood out to you for that piece? Um, I liked Lauren Daigle song that you quoted too. Yeah. There, good. Yeah. I, I love that song. It's yeah. just, it was it was good, and, and I think it's something that that's a little more relatable. That feels, even though, like we aren't uh, in this sermon, you weren't saying like everything is about like a good outcome. It's at least saying um, there is something in everything. So like it's a, the strong ones. My favorite line: "If you say I am strong, when I think I am weak." So like when you're like down in the dumps and it's awful, like you still have some strength to pull from with him. Yeah. So. Um, there was another song that Kylie wanted me to play and do or or whatever, you know, um, it's on a TV show, like a network show. (laughs) Uh, so we've been watching survivor, uh, and, and the bachelor were like in weird two real, it's like the crossover (laughs) where we're like, we should not be watching this much TV. Like, this is not great, but it's almost bachelor's almost over and survivor just started. So I don't feel too bad about it, but anyways. Um, I don't remember which channel it is and, or even the name of the show, but there's a song that's like, I will rise up and uh, no matter what, ha- you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's listening to this and she's like, I look over and she's like, I think I'm getting emotional <laughs> from this song. Right. And, and in light of kind of the series and stuff that we're talking about, we just got, we, because we're pastors, we, we get, uh, a lot of, um, insight into people's into the like right. re- legit greener pastures that people are lack of greener pastures, mm-hmm. lack of live options for a lot of people. And so just stories that, have, you know, we know that somebody's going through this or right. doing this and you're just like, uh, she sends them a text message to this song and all the, anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But well, it's just emotion. I mean, like it's their emotional, you, you guys hear a lot of emotional stories and, and like not having a live option for someone is hard. It's hard to like, still be in the suck with someone when like you're like yeah the situation is pretty bad yeah like but yeah. but there's more to it like right. you want someone to be able to see more to it so yeah yeah uh good well we start a brand new series on sunday this mm-hmm. sunday um and we're calling it take and eat it's going to be a series on the bible and nice. so if uh if if you have always had a mild respect for the bible i know i should read it more uh, but i 
enjoy it, Brent, when you read it, and we can talk about it on Sunday. And that's kind of been enough for me uh, or whatever. Or just like, uh, you know, uh, feels like when other um, – have you ever been to a restaurant and um, the food tastes better because somebody else made it? Or like someone else ordered for you. You're like, just get it. Yeah. You you pick what I want. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right. Or like what it is like a grilled cheese. Like I can make a grilled cheese at home, but like yeah. there's a place you're like, oh, this is way better at Panera. Yeah. <laughs> So it feels like I could do it, but it's so much better when like guacamole from Chipotle, they (laughs) sent me, they're like doing this big guac thing right now, like free guac and everything. (laughs) Listen, they sent me the recipe to make it. I can make it, but it's not going to taste as good as when I order it and get it on my food. Right. Um, And And a lot of times people just want to be told what to do. And yet I do know that like, like my wife went like struggles to go to restaurants sometimes because she goes. I know I can make this better at home. And so like, I'm not talented in that way. I'm not talented in cooking. Mm-hmm. So I don't go to a restaurant and think I can make this better at home. Whereas that goes through her brain. Oh, that is my mom every time. Like yeah. she'll like go home and try to recreate it. And we're like, it's not that good. You, it wasn't as good. Mom. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm hopeful way. that on Sundays when you come, like what you get is uh, on a Sunday that what we talk about, I make it interesting enough for cool. you that it's better That's than awesome. this. But I also think, Sometimes if I could teach you or train you or help you figure out how to make it at home for yourself, mm-hmm. I think that it would be even more relevant for you. And, and a good time if you haven't listened to the East Lake uh, Tracy's Talks podcast, like after the sermon, it's a good time. If you like, you know, enjoy it and then want to do parts of it on your own, you can yeah. re- re-listen to the podcast too. Yeah. So I'm excited for Sunday. Well, it's going to be great. I love the Bible, um, but I, and, uh, uh, I love, I have a very... Um, the progressive, unique view yes. about Agreed. scripture. And so um, we're going to talk about it. And yeah. I'm super stoked nice. about it. So join us. I think it's a, I think it's a four week, three or four week series. I can't remember exactly. I'd have to look at the calendar. But mm-hmm. all right, let's jump into our Say Something Interestings. Um, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, I spent this past few days with my sister and her two kids. So we have babies that are two weeks apart. And then she has a, uh, my nephew is almost four and Kinsley's two and a half. And they're like the most stubborn children ever together. Like Kinsley is not a typical two and a half year old with him that will like kind of just like parrot and do whatever he wants. She's like, nope, like I want to do my own thing and I want to boss you as much as you want to boss him. So we laughed when we left today. I was like, this was kind of Did you drive back today? Yeah, we drove back this morning. Um, but you know, we were kind of like, this was kind of fun because it was just us, no other adults. So here we are with both our kids and my aunt and uncles. And, um, so I was like, I need to listen to some parenting and my friend parenting podcast on the way home. Yeah. And, um, Jalen has actually, um, suggested this podcast. It's called raising boys and girls and it's two, uh, counselors and authors. And it talks about stages. Jalen was, uh, is a friend yes. in our, was in our small group together and she's a doctor and, and family. Soup. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, she, anyways, she's in family practice, but yeah. she also had her like, re- uh, like, uh, way of. Uh, practice is just more holistic, I guess you could say. And yeah. so she talks a lot about um, development and things. And this podcast does too. It talks about stages of emo- social and emotional development and like mm. with boys and girls. Because often you hear like, oh, boys are crazy. And, you know, like boys are different than girls. And why is that? And But we were laughing because both of our kids were hard this week together. So, dude, um, what's the, the name of the podcast? It's called Raising Boys and Girls. Okay. And if you like have never listened to any of them, just the very um, next one, it's their season two. You can hop right into that episode and it'll get you caught up. Okay. That's, That's super relevant. <laughs> do you know what happened yesterday? 
Kylie took Clive to the gym. Clive's our youngest. He's two years oh. old. And he got written up for the second time for throwing at, toys at, at kids. At the kids club? At the kids club. <laughs> Kylie feels like she can't go back to the gym right now. Because, like, what happens if we go one more time and he gets Like, what's the time period between the last time he got So that's a up? little bit what was happening with um, my nephew. And my sister doesn't listen to this. And she might listen to it. I mean, my nephew just could not take Kinsley. Like, I mean, they were he would she would get shoved she would get pushed she didn't want him to play with anything um but it's but then they love each other like they don't mean you know he yeah. doesn't mean it yeah and um so oh Clive and you try and you try and tell him like he has three older siblings yeah right? who like they can take his little bully right. like his this is his way of fighting back because he's outmanned and outmuscled I can at tell her turn. I worked at kids club at Gold's years ago yeah it's got way more than two <laughs> okay he's good, good. Because <laughs> so she literally took him oh, around. She God. like didn't go to the gym today because she's like, I just I got to give it a little bit of a break. I can't let it be. Or just do you have memberships to both of them? <laughs> just go back and forth. <laughs> just yeah. go to Kennewick then Ridgeland. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, stinking Clive's. So now we have to oh. like when he she, we're, she's training our other kids not to overreact right. when he throws things or tries to hit them. Right. Because they. Grayson and Jovi just freak out and then that like riles him up even more. <laughs> or he, he can play fun. a little more rough with older kids. Yeah. You know, because they're older and yeah. Right. Oh. It's it's uh an interesting, interesting battle right now. Oh geez. All right, mine has to do with a, a book that I'm reading that I, nice. I'm freaking loving. It's um Nassim Nicholas Taleb, which I I've mentioned his books before. He wrote The Black Swan, he wrote uh, Fooled by Randomness, mm -hmm. and a book called Anti-Fragile. And this next iteration is called Skin in the Game. His entire series is called oh, the Incerto series. That. Um, and in skin in the game, one, I'll just highlight one of the chat, but the basic concept is don't trust anybody what they say, only trust them if they have skin in the game. Don't ask a investor right. what to invest in. Look at his portfolio. If he'll let you see it, mm -hmm. figure out what he's actually invested into and then take his advice mm -hmm. to those. Don't listen to consultants, find people on the ground who are doing it. Um, uh, and that, that time has time is the ultimate telltale point of mm -hmm. if something works, not like, this is my opinion on why it should work. Super interesting. Uh, the chapter is called Surgeons. Uh, this is just one of the chapters in it. And I wanted to highlight one of the things. Um, surgeons shouldn't look like surgeons. Um, and at the very beginning, it says, if you had the, your option to choose, if you went into a hospital mm. and got to choose which one got to operate on you, uh, one of them had highly refined looks. The other one looked like a butcher. Uh, but they were both qualified. Like, which one would you take? Like, right. one looks like what you think That's too be. funny. One of my really good friends from high school, she's um, she's a surgeon. And she her Instagram is Ashton looks like surgeon. Yeah. Because she looks probably like she's 20. She's 30 now, but she's adorable. Yeah. And looks young. And I'm sure if someone, she was, I forget what surgery she does, but like, I'm sure she probably gets like, um, how old are you? Like, yeah. you're doing my when surgery. When did you graduate? Yeah. yeah. So keep going. Okay. So his point is um, uh, that if somebody, got all the accolades and has the background to still be in this and do this and looks like that, that means that they probably overcame the perceptions of it. Like you're mm -hmm. naturally, he's like, you're going to want to pick the gray haired, you know, spectacled guy who looks like he's got a Harvard law degree, right. hard, not law degrees, but Harvard whatever. degrees or whatever hanging in his office, but pick the other person if they're both the same similar qualifications, because that guy probably overcame so much more to get to the spot mm. and is probably better for it. It's just, his, he's out of box thinker on the mindset stuff. It's really, really interesting to me. I love it. Cool. Um, and, uh, he said, never pay for complexity of pre presentation. All you need is results. 
and just looking the part just doesn't. So, anyways, I, I say all that because I read that. Uh, what I think Monday on the on the mm-hmm. uh, day off on Sunday, I uh, came to church. Oh, sorry, Saturday night with the kids. I had the kids because Kylie was doing something, and I I've been needing some new shoes because I have the same Pumas for the last <laughs> ten years. And and anyways, um, so I I decided to get the I went to uh, DSW. Nice. And I got some like brown. Like boot, not boots, but like brown leather shoes that are like like pastor like looking adult, shoes, like totally pastor <laughs> looking shoes. As soon as I walked in, Carrie Fisher, Carrie not Fisher, Reynolds. Carrie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher's the yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Carrie Reynolds goes, Brent, you look like extra pastorish today, <laughs> and like and she Carrie like didn't know what it was, and I go, I think it's probably the new shoes because I literally got home from Saturday and I opened the box up and I go, honest babe, are these too pastorish? Because like. I don't, I, I'm not trying to be right. that, but like, I, are they two pastors? And she's like, no, no, they look great. And I really do like them, yeah. but it does feel like my youth pastor dress me or like, oh, Brent's finally taking his well, job Well, I feel seriously. like sometimes when we invite friends, like they're like, oh, what do you wear? Like Alex will be like, oh, you can wear whatever. Like our pastor wears beer shirts. Like you're good. Yeah, like, <laughs> totally. He'll wear a shirt with beer on it. You're good. You can wear whatever you want. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I, I, I. It was really funny because now I'm self-conscious to be overly too nice. And uh, Well, you uh, had a a collared shirt on too or like a flannel. I had a flannel shirt. So, yeah, flannel shirt and leather, brown leather jeans. I'm like, what the heck, no T-shirt? I texted a picture to my buddy who is is on a worship team at a church, a a little bit, not a little bit more, a more churchy church in Indiana. (laughs) And he's on the worship team, and he's like, he's always texting me, like, dude, they have a dress code. Like, oh, my jeans are yeah. too loose. I got to go tighter Midwest on the jeans. Southern church is a big deal. I got to do this. Yep. And I said, I texted him a picture of the Susan. I said, the salesperson said, I town worship team approved. <laughs> so I went ahead and picked him up. So, anyways, uh, it's good. been it's been a funny thing. I haven't worn them since, but I will. I, I'm not like afraid of them, but it definitely feels like, oh, look at Brent. I'll just trying to look frickin', good. Yeah, trying to. That's funny. Well, not not um, have skin in the game. That, just not be the surgeon. That, that book gets sounds picked. interesting. Uh, so, it's cool. so good. You should definitely uh, pick it up if if uh, like interesting books are, are your thing. All right, awesome. We are nine minutes past We're our good. go time. We got to get going. I've been with the kids all week. Alex can handle Two nine more minutes. Quick, <laughs> okay. real quick promos. Uh, one yes. is that we had State of the Church on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we handed out some State of the Church booklets, like infographic booklets of how we did, and we walked everybody through them. I'm not going to walk individual people through them now, but we will make those booklets available uh, this weekend on our free book table as you're exiting out. I'll mention them at the end of service, too. We'll probably have them out there for the next couple of weeks, although I don't know how many are left. Um, So whatever's left, we're giving them out. So um, you're a data person. Great data to look at, too. Exactly. Here's how we did uh, numerically. First time guests, kids, uh, goldfish crackers, uh, giving, attendant, all the kind of stuff is if if you're into data, uh, you're going to love this thing. So um, grab one of those on your way out of service on on the uh, on this weekend. And secondly, March 6th. So not not uh, let's see, not next Friday night, but the Friday night after mm-hmm. that. So two weeks from tomorrow uh, or today, probably when you're listening to this podcast, uh, we are hosting our next trivia night here at the church. Oh, cool. Uh, we did one back in November and we are going to be doing it again to fa- raise money for uh, Brittany Pierre, one of our missionaries in Haiti awesome. again. Uh, her daughter broke her leg. Last time it was Jeez. here, it was a car situation. Now it's a broken leg. It's all kinds of things. You know what? You're just, you're, you're doing work and bad things. Murphy's Law happens. So um, come out and, uh, 
show us how smart you are. Bring your smart friends. Awesome. Um, it's ten dollars a person or fifty bucks for a team, up to six. And a hundred percent of the money doesn't go to us; it goes directly to uh, what she's doing in her work over there with Denise. Great children time to in invite Northeast someone. Haiti. A great event. We had a great turnout for the last one. A lot of people who never had set foot in church before, um, and yet a trivia night is a good way to kind of mm-hmm. you know break the ice. So. Uh, March 6th, it's a Friday night. We'll have childcare provided and awesome. uh, like a dessert thing too. So awesome. Mark your calendars for that. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening in. Sorry we're so late. We'll be back on Tuesday next week. Yes.